What's holding you back? The risk, the unknown, the unwillingness to shake up the comfortable status quo? Well, if we're going to make our lives matter, if we're not in God's best place, we're missing out on something great. The Lord is calling us into a promised land this year, but it's going to take some faith steps to get there. So my guest today, Jen Hand, wants you to be able to say to God, my yes is on the table. Jen Hand is the executive director of Coming Alive Ministries. She holds a master's degree in trauma counseling, and she travels the world inviting people to come alive in Christ. You're going to love my conversation with Jen Hand. Hey friends, welcome to the Make Life Matter podcast. I'm Angela Donatio, and each week I share compelling conversations with leading voices. They encourage us to ground our worth in the word instead of the narrative of the world. Together we'll make our lives matter no matter what. Here's this week's episode. Well, welcome Jen. I'm so glad that you're here on the Make Life Matter podcast. This is so fun. It's like catching up with an old friend and we're inviting other friends into the conversation. That's right. To hang Welcome out friends. together. Welcome, I friends. Happy it. New Year, friends. It's, can you believe oh. it? It's a new year. Crazy. I, you know, I'm a, I'm a new year lover, Angela, because I love the idea of fresh vision, asking God, you know, nothing really changes when the date changes, but I'm asking God, okay, Lord, what, what do you have for me? What do you want me to see that's new mm. about you, about me, about what you have planned? And so I get excited in the new year. I love that. I just love even just in those questions, like the expectancy that you're coming into the new year with like, okay, God, you're going to be, you're already ahead of where I am. So what is, what lies ahead? And and if you're watching guys, you can see how her face lights up. <laughs> Jen is one of the most just, oh, I just absolutely adore you, Jen. But oh. like you're, you just glow with, when you talk about Jesus, when you talk about the work that you're doing for him, it, it's infectious. You're contagious. Oh, thank you. I'm and having it, the, it's an adventure. Of a lifetime to say yes to Jesus. And so I don't want anyone to miss that. I'm like, it is so, um, being a Christian, when you say the ultimate yes, that Jesus, yes, I'm yours. Um, it is the best adventurer because you have, um, a God who is for you and has good plans that you can trust. And he also stretches you and takes you places you would not imagine. And then he moves in you and around you. And it's just exciting. Oh, you're, I just could not agree with you more. People that are not serving the Lord, they're just missing out on so much. And so we want that, of course, for everyone we know and for our listeners. Maybe you just happen to stumble across this podcast, this new year, and you're like, I don't know, this looks kind of cool, make life matter. But listen, that's the best. Yes. Jen is the author of my yes is on the table. I talked about that just a minute ago. But Jen, your yes kind of started with a heart for missions, probably started long before that with giving your heart to the Lord. But I love how you've peppered this book with your stories on the mission field. Uh, you started in Nepal. You uh, have been in Ukraine recently. You smuggled Bibles into a closed country. You know, not very long ago, you were just um, in the Dominican Republic visiting your Compassion International Child. So just share with us a little bit about how your yes has led into such a life that's filled with with work on the mission field. Well, I remember when I first said yes to Jesus, I was eight years old. And if you're listening and you've never said yes to him, that's the first place to put your yes on the table is yes. I believe that you came for me and you died Mm. and you rescue us from our sins so that we can have a relationship with you. But so I remember hearing that. I mean, I grew up in church. I don't remember not being in church. 
Um, but at that same time, I was in a little girls class where they also taught us that there were people around the world that didn't know Jesus. Mm. And I remember at that very young age, I was like, I want, I'm, I'm in, I want to go, I want to go. And, um, I believed that God was going to use me and he was going to let me go. And so I lived my life towards that. And, um, I have been blessed. I, I I went to college and then I got a master's degree in counseling and the in-between of going like, Lord, I, I, I know you're sending me, but where and when, and here's my yes. And then he eventually led me to the country of Nepal Mm. and I didn't even know where Nepal was, Angela. (laughs) (laughs) And it's high altitude too. So that's a big, that's a, there's a lot of yeses involved there. What altitude were you at in Nepal? Uh, Well, I lived in the, um, city. So in the capital, so I was in the Valley. Got it. Um, Okay. But it is a big lot of yeses because it is very different from anything I had ever known. And one of the reasons people don't want to say yes to God sometimes is, um, I'm living in um, a place where we only had in the winter, like two hours of power a day. We often didn't have running water. Um, there was riots all the time, Uh, very third world. Um, but what God did is he gave me a love for the people that didn't know him. And, um, I loved it there. I thought I would live and die there. Mm. Um, and I was there two years and God began to, to show me, I do not just have one place and one people for you. And so I came home and started coming alive ministries and he has taken me to now 53 after last week, going to the Dominican countries around the world, um, through this ministry of yes. So it is, I never know where he's going to take me or what he has in store, but my yes is on his table. And so so that when he calls, I'm ready. I love it so much. And another thing too, I mean, you're single. So let's just talk about that for a second, because someone could be listening and immediately be thinking of all of the, the reasons they can't. Right. And there are legitimate reasons that maybe Mm -hmm. travel is not, it's not for everyone, but whatever God calls us to do, we want to, we want to be able to say yes without hesitation. Mm -hmm. So Talk about that because someone might be thinking, well, I'm single or I'm this, or I have young kids or I'm an empty nester. We can kind of immediately put up a roadblock and keep not even continue the conversation with the Lord. So how has that been both a blessing and a challenge? And has that shaped your decisions at all? Or how does that factor in for you? I love that question. And I think so often, whatever your stage of life is, the enemy can want to use that to make you feel like you can't say yes, you need to say no. Mm. And to take your yes right off of God's table because you are not sure or you're afraid. And so for a lot of my single friends, I have heard, oh, I can't go serve God until I find my husband. I don't want to miss Mm. him or I can't do it without him. And um, so for me, I never wanted to wait on God's call because I was waiting on a classification in life. Yeah. (laughs) So, which would be seen as a qualification maybe. And so if you're listening and you feel like there is a classification you need or a qualification to say yes to God and whatever your yes is, I would encourage you to release and surrender and to just ask God, what do you have for me now? Not Mm. five years from now, but what is my yes for today? And for me, my yes has been, um, God has not brought my husband. I hope he's out there somewhere. (laughs) Um, but, um, I am so glad I didn't wait on that because there are 53 countries, I would have missed out on seeing people come to know Jesus and, and then what Jesus did in me in the middle of it. 
if I was waiting until my husband came, or maybe you're um, scared to step into motherhood because you're afraid you're not qualified, or Mm. maybe you're listening and you know that your next yes to God is stepping into a new role at work, but you're afraid of all the insufficiencies you might have. I just want to encourage you that all you have to do is surrender and say yes, and then watch what God will do. That's so good. It's so good, Jen. I have a friend, you know her as well, Jesse Seneca. And she said to me once, obedience is up to us. Outcome is up to God. Mm. So really the, the, the test is, will I be obedient? And, you know, you and I were talking earlier, Jen, we both had some pretty big asks. God has asked, <laughs> you know, and I think sometimes people look at people that are, you're traveling the world or I'm overseas or we're doing many different things that from the outside, someone could say, oh, well, it must just be easy for them. Mm-hmm. They must not be scared on the mission field. Or for me, it's been, you know, a couple dozen trips to Africa and Romania and, you know, South America, it's just been all over the place. But just because you see someone stepping out, whether it, and you don't have to be overseas to be doing it. Like you said, it could be, I, I really believe the Lord is leading me into this different job or to, to say yes to whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, speak to the fact that, you know, we want to dispel this myth that somehow there's a category of people that it's just abundantly easy to say yes to the big things or even the small things, because it's a thousand little steps of small yeses that lead up to the big yeses anyway. Uh So let's not even quantify a big or a small, but talk about that because I think people can have misconceptions, Jen, that maybe, maybe that's just for someone else Uh and it's easy for them. Um, I'm sure you've heard that. I'm sure people have said, well, that must be easy for you. So why does that seem to be the case? And how do we kind of dispel this myth so that we can all realize that there's a step of faith involved no matter who we are and no matter what the ask is. Well, I think there's a misconception that faith means an absence of fear. Mm. And I have not experienced that. (laughs) Maybe for some it does. But what I have learned is faith is who do I run to with my fear? Good. Yes. And yes. I yes. love how in Joshua, the very opening pages, imagine you're Joshua taking over from Moses. <laughs> it's a big ask. Yeah. No small step there. Exactly. And um, you're about to lead the people into this actual promised land. And God says to him over and over, um, be strong and courageous. And then he gives him the key. He He's not condemning him. He's coming alongside of him. Yes. And he's saying, for I am with you. Mm. And that is the only reason I can keep saying yes to God is the more I know the character of God, the more I know the promises of God, the more I dive into the word of God and see that the same God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob is the same God with me Mm. in whatever he calls me to do. um, I can trust him. And so I can run to him with that fear and him come alongside and say, let's go, girl, let's go. And I think I remember uh, the time I was called to go to the Middle East in the middle. Things are always heated there, but there was like a lot going on. And a plane from the U.S. had just been shot down where we were going. And I had people coming to my door at my house telling me, don't go on this trip. If you do, Mm. this is our final goodbyes. And so I got on that plane very much afraid. I was not getting on the plane with my yes to God, like, oh, I'm Mm. not afraid. I was afraid. Uh, But I will never forget when I got there and visited the first home of a refugee there from hiding from the war. 
And she said to me, I knew you were coming. And I'm like, how did you know I was coming? And she said, I had a dream where a man named Jesus told me a blonde hair, blue eyed girl was coming from America to tell me who he was. Oh, Jen. And I remember just weeping with her and sharing of the God who had sent me to share about how he had sent a son for her. And I just kept thinking, what if fear had stopped me? Yes. And the thing is, I was afraid the whole time, but faith was, okay, God, I'm afraid, but I'm asking you to be with me and to carry me and to take me and to uh, direct me. And he did. Mm, That's so powerful. And, and it's just like, if we have a parent or a friend, we grow in our trust. So as you're saying, you give God a yes in a small way, and then you, you, you grow to know his character. You trust his character and then he can ask more. You can trust him more. It is a relationship that you're growing in. And, and I love that. And to think we don't want to miss a God opportunity. If we wait until X that I'm not scared anymore, or like you said, some qualification that happens someday, maybe we'll just keep pushing off our call. Uh-huh. God's, God's best for our life. And like you said, someone else's you know, someone else's yes is uh-huh. maybe hinged to our yes. So I love that you're identifying, listen, trust the character of God, step out where you have. And, and you posed a question actually on post on social media when you were working on the book that said, I want to say yes to God, but I'm afraid of fill in the blank. And you had hundreds of responses. So what have you found to be some of the biggest reasons we don't say yes to God? These uh-huh. fear stops that you call them, Jen. Well, I'll start with my own because I had to answer that question myself before I could ask everyone else. And my thing that could stop me from wanting to say yes to God is what will people think of me? And Mm -hmm. uh, what will they say? I'm a people pleaser. I want you to like me. And I have to constantly die to that and just say, am I trying to win the approval of man or God? So one of my yeses to God was writing this book. And then what if people don't like it? What if I'm rejected? It feels like walking into a room naked, you know? (laughs) Agreed. Um, Agreed. um, But so that was a fear for me. And the answers that came in were fear of rejection, fear of failure. A lot of Mm. us fear that we're going to fail in our yes to God. Yeah. Um, fear of not hearing God right. What if I make the wrong answer? I think that paralyzes people sometimes from stepping forward because they're like, am I hearing God right? Yes. What if I get it wrong? And I want to say to that person that maybe sometimes we will, but we have a God who has new mercies for us every morning. That's what yes. Lamentations 3.23 says. So if you, I would rather step out and get it wrong than stay paralyzed and not do anything at all. Mm. Amen. Um, And so, and then we get things like, will God provide for my yes? Mm. And uh, because a lot of times the yeses we say to God don't make sense on paper or in the bank or uh, often, (laughs) right? Yes. Um, Will God provide for the yes? And um, those are just some of the responses I received. Mm. But um, the truth is we all could fill in that blank with something. Right. And then it is, I think the key is acknowledging what we're filling that in with. And then where are we running with that fear? Who are we running to? Because it's the only way fear stops can become faith steps is if we release those to the one who can walk us into the next step. Mm, So, so good, Jen. And I want to mention something that you said a second ago. You know, when you were talking about you, you knew you were supposed to go to this, this Middle Eastern country and some people were, you know, concerned on your behalf. It reminded me of the passage in Acts where Paul is going 
uh, I don't know if it was Macedonia. I, I'm, I'm trying to draw it out of the, you know, thin air right at the moment, but he's going and the prophet sees him bound where he's going. And they came and said, you can't go, you know, we see you bound and this is going to happen and that's going to happen. And they did get the correct vision that this could happen, but they interpreted it as then Paul shouldn't go. Yeah. And Paul received what they said. And he said, listen, if that happens to me, then that happens. But I know I'm called to go mm-hmm. and I'm not going to not go based on the potential of what could happen. And so I think the the other side of this coin is because I have also, as you've said, been the recipient of, a, of I, I think people mean well, but out yes. of what might be concern. Um, oh my goodness, I can't believe you're going to do X. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes I just tell them after the fact so they don't have to be so worried. Yes, but, when I went to Ukraine, uh, I didn't tell my family. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I climbed Kilimanjaro. There was active war going on. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so when you're doing stuff of that nature, number one, it's a it, there's wisdom in keeping some of that close to the chest. Everyone mm. doesn't need to know everything you're doing because they're not always going to have the grace on their life that you have on your life for that assignment. So if God's graced Jen to go to the Ukraine in the middle of the war and she's prayed it through and she know God's told her, then what we're called to do then is pray, mm-hmm. not to speak negativity, because I think what you're identifying a minute ago is, you know, Paul could have quickly said, oh my goodness, this is even a prophet that's telling me this, but we can misinterpret even cues, or we can misinterpret our own concern uh-huh. and be the voice of, of fear or not full support. Now, if, you know, if we haven't prayed about it and we're asking for counsel, would you pray with me? Would you help me to see if this is from God? But I just want us to put ourselves on the other side of this. Maybe you're not the one going, but you're the one watching and saying, what does this person most need from me? And that we're not so quick to, you know, shoot down what might be God's plan just because it looks different than what we, what we thought, you know what I mean? Well, the truth is God's plan almost always looks different (laughs) than what we thought. And that's really hard. I mean, I'm not a planner type, but still, I think we all kind of like to have a loose idea um, about it. Even I think about how Jesus came, although it had been prophesied how he was going to come, it still to the people was not in the place, the plan or the package. They that's so true. And um, I think often that's what's scary about saying yes, is it is an actual surrender to what we think and plan. And uh, but the thing is, you have to know who you're surrendering to. That's the only reason it's safe to surrender is you're you're surrendering to the one who it is. Ephesians 3.20 says has more than you could ask or imagine. Mm. Whatever your greatest imaginations, he has more than that. <sighs> and um, and that's why it is safe to say yes, because it may not feel sane at times to say <laughs> yes, uh, but it is safe, even when it doesn't make sense to other people. That's and if right. you're listening right now and you're afraid to say yes, because it doesn't make financial sense or it doesn't fit what your family had planned for you, or you're stepping Mm. into a role that you have no uh, qualifications or business being in, but God said, this is what I have for you. um, Then I love that we can find that throughout scriptures. That's right. Uh, That these are real people like David taking a few stones and believing it was going to take down a giant. Like um, that's a real person that did a, a real act of faith. And so I want to encourage you the same God working then that shut the mouth of lions and that took people through a fiery furnace and that came Mm -hmm. to Mary and and said, you're going to be the mother of Jesus. 
because mm. of the Holy Spirit. That same God is working in your yes. Oh, so good. So good. Oh, I got man. fiery, Angela. I know. No, I'm fired up. I could listen to you all day. And, <laughs> I got preachy. And, well, and this is so good because it's, it's, there's so much of this in your book. Like when I read the, the book, my yes is on the table. I feel like I'm talking to you. You're so oh. personable. It's so conversational, but you're walking us this whole journey of the Israelites. So you're connecting what can feel like an ancient book to uh-huh. some people. No, these are, this is a, the living word of God. And these truths are just as applicable for our life today. And as you're saying, Joshua had to be told over and over, be strong and courageous. I know what this looks like. I know what I'm asking you, but I'm telling you, I'm going to be with you. I'm going to mm-hmm. be with you. I'm going to be with you. Um, I shared last week on social media that there's so many ways that God calls us, but we can inadvertently circumvent our call. Mm-hmm. One of that, you know, can be comfort that we choose comfort or convenience over the potential cost of a call. And mm-hmm. I encourage people don't play your call small. Mm-hmm. So it's another way of really saying, keep your yes on the table. So I loved your insight in the book that calling is linked to our priesthood. So it's a really beautiful concept that you, t- you bring out a principle and we are all called, not just those in full-time ministry. I'm mm-hmm. in full-time ministry. Jen is in full-time ministry, but all of us are called and in any vocation, as you said, when it's surrendered to God, then God wants to use that. So speak to someone who might be listening going, well, this sounds so great for someone who might just be mm-hmm. in ministry, but how does this apply to my marketplace job? Or mm-hmm. I'm home with littles because our, our calling is our priesthood. So ah. that might be a new concept, but I'd love for you to just dive into that for a minute for us. I love this. And because one of the answers when people said, I want to say yes, but was, do I matter enough to God? Because they see a certain role or a certain title, position, full-time ministry as more here, more elevated than another. Mm. And Mm. the, the fact is, it tells us that we are a royal priesthood chosen. And no longer do we need a priest to enter into the presence of God. We have the presence of God inside of us, Mm. chosen by God to put the Holy Spirit inside of us. And that the same power that raised Christ Jesus from the dead lives in you. That's listening right now. Yes. And I think our tendency in everything in life is to compare to the other people's lives. And especially mm. with social media, like we can look what someone had for breakfast and <laughs> compare. And right. Um, so I find people compare their yes steps. Ooh. And the more that we compare our yes steps and think, well, mine is too small or doesn't matter or is insignificant, the more we miss that we are all allowing God's glory to live out through our unique stories. Mm, that's right. And it's so fun. I have an identical twin sister, so I can really speak to this in that we are completely, you know, I'm a one minute older. We look the same. Um, our yes to God has played out completely different, but both are a yes to God. Mm. She would never get on a plane. She hates planes um, to travel to an unknown place um, and try to find her way around a country where she was alone and didn't speak the language. I do that on a normal Friday, you know, Um, but she is a pastor's wife, a stay at home mom to four beautiful kids. And her Mm. yes to God is it doesn't make sense on paper financially. It it doesn't um, send her around the world, but what it is is pouring God and his presence and seeds of faith into those kids so they can go out into the world. That's her yes. And both mm-hmm. are the same, different yeses, but the same surrender. And so I encourage you, your surrender, maybe um, today to 
just smile and share the love of Jesus with someone at the grocery store. Um, And that is just as big a yes to God as saying, I'm going to go to Africa tomorrow. Mm. Both require running to the God who we're saying yes to. That's so good. For example, that you and your sister and the difference is, what would you, what, what encouragement advice would you have for someone, Jen, who's like, I'm not even sure what I'm called to do. Mm-hmm. How do you sort through? Cause this is a, a potentially long conversation, mm-hmm. but if, and there's a lot out there about calling, it can be your core strengths. It can be where you feel burden, where you feel passion, obviously praying and seeking God's heart. But how do you sort through? Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's not just bad or good. It's good and best. So mm-hmm. how do you personally say, I really need to get God's heart on whether or not I'm called because as you just said a minute ago, it's not what we do. It's whether we do what God has uniquely called us to do. His word says he's prepared works for us to do in advance before we were even born. So he does have things that he wants us to partner with him and the Holy spirit to do for the kingdom, but help us discern what is it? How do you feel confident to move forward in giving God your yes in a particular decision? Well, I think we would like our yes. I would like sometimes to be one and done because that feels safe and same. Like I, for instance, thought my biggest yes to God was moving to Nepal. And then I I did it. I surrendered. Okay, I'm done. I'm going to plant myself there. I'm comfortable there. And, but then God began to stir. That's not the only place and people I have for you. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, wait, I said yes. Mm-hmm. And um, so I want to first encourage you that every morning I wake up and throughout the day, and I just have to say it again and again, here's my yes, God. And mm-hmm. that's why I like the phrase on the table. I'm just putting it there. You do with what it, you want, God. It's just mm-hmm. a visual. So I would encourage everyone to write the word yes somewhere, mm-hmm. somehow creatively put it somewhere. And then just daily start surrendering that yes, because it is, not a one and done. And and then you have to, have to, have to know the word of God. Yes. You have to be in it. It's yes. alive and active. And that's how I know um, because nothing God asked me to do will go against what he's already said in his word. That's and yes, right. in his word, it doesn't say in Philippians four verse two, Jen, go to Africa tomorrow. Like, unfortunately, yeah. um, sometimes we would like it to be written in the clouds or the sky. But what I do know is that the, the principles and the power of uh, what God can do and what he's calling us to. We need to know his character through his word yes. and then community. It's important to invite community into mm-hmm. like so to have good. people that you're just saying, Hey, here's what I'm thinking. Will you pray about this with me? Yes. Um, and conversation with that community and the Lord. And, and sometimes honestly, and you just have to seek that peace from the Holy spirit that yes. passes all understanding. Yeah. And and you just have to do it. Sometimes you just have to step out there and um, trust that God is going to move. And right. it does often. Um, it's just one baby step after another. And then sometimes mm-hmm. it's a big old giant leap. I agree. And it, and it's back to that relationship. You will get stronger as you do this. Mm-hmm. You will begin to discern the voice of the Holy Spirit clearer. You will know that's him speaking. That's not me. That's not last night's pizza or whatever. <laughs> Um, and it will never contradict the word of God. So mm-hmm. all of these things grow as you, as you flex these muscles, these faith muscles, you will begin to feel more confident. I love that you leaned into peace because I try to encourage people. If I don't have peace about something, I feel unsettled. I will just continue to pray, not procrastinate, but if I mm-hmm. feel like I just don't know a hundred percent that I've got God's heart yet, I call that a yellow light. The mm-hmm. red lights are the obvious. I got to know 
this is not from the Lord or not now or whatever. And I could tell you God's stories of when he said no, and it turned into such, we want to, we want to hear God's no's as much as his yeses, because yeah. sometimes putting our yes on the table also means I'm okay hearing a no. And uh, I'll just mention one of the biggest no's that you address in the, in, in your book is that Moses doesn't enter the promised land. You do this whole arc of the Israelites and their journey and then Moses stands on Mount Nebo and doesn't, doesn't take them in. Uh-huh. So talk about that for a second. And what was it like for you? You stood on Mount Nebo. Okay. So I, I know that was very impactful for you. So just talk about that too, that like, this is a relationship and this is, this is releasing our expectations to whatever mm-hmm. God says, whether it's a yes, a not yet, or a no, even in the life of Moses, we saw that. Yeah, I remember standing on Mount Nebo and I've been blessed to be on the promised land side in Israel. And then on this side, on looking side, out yeah. um, where Moses would have looked out and reading in the end of De- Deuteronomy, where he's looking out and he's blessing the people and he's saying, you're going to go in, but I am not. Hmm. And God just brought me to my knees there. And I'm like, I, the reason they were not going into the promised land was because of unbelief. Yeah, And I don't want to miss one bit of my promised land because mm-hmm. fear has stopped me. And I just surrender that there. And, and, um, the thing I know is that we may not be like the Israelites now going to a specific place on a journey, but what our promised land is obedience. Now we do have an ultimate promised land and that is heaven. Yes. Um, but I don't want to miss one bit of the promised land living he has for me here Amen. because fear keeps me from being obedient. That's and, so good. But the ultimate is that Moses, as we know, on the Mount of Transfiguration did get to be there. Yes, and he did. so uh, we have a God who is faithful to redeem us always and faithful to us every time he's faithful. But I don't want to miss uh, what he has for me because mm. I am letting fear stop me. That's so good. I love that, you know, we each have a promised land here as well as the promised land of heaven. Um, ultimately live. That's our, that's our hope, right? Heaven is our hope, but he has a promised land for us to live out here. And that's why I wanted you to be my very first episode, Jen of 2023, because, you know, we've, we've come through a lot the last few years. Sometimes people start a new year, even with cynicism. Well, nothing's going to change. Like you Mm -hmm. said, nothing magical happens when you change from December 31st to January 1st, but we have to set a mindset, right? We have to fix our minds on things above. We have to choose a hard posture of expectancy of, of agreement with the Holy spirit of willingness, availability. That's what we're really talking about. Obedience, availability, because God, what, what is my promised land of living in the fullness of what you have for me and where I am bringing you the most glory, where I am your hands and your feet and your voice to people, whether it's my neighbor, whether it's my littles under my feet, whether it's taking care of aging parents, whether it's on a mission field, whatever you're doing as you're listening, Mm -hmm. your obedience, your surrender is your worship to the Lord. And he's Mm -hmm. so pleased with that. He's so delighted in that. So before we wrap up, Jen, I want to just ask if you have one piece of encouragement for someone who's like, okay, it's a new year. I want to be able to make some changes. I want to say, okay, God, yes, my yes is on the table. What is one step, maybe a first step, if they feel a little bit stuck or paralyzed, would you encourage them to do? Well, I would say first fill in that blank. I want to say yes, but I'm afraid of blank. Fill that out. Mm -hmm. What is your fears? And then I encourage you to find someone in the Bible. (laughs) Like you can use the good old Google to like 
Bible story of someone who's afraid of whatever your fear may be mm. um, and read, dig into that story and then see how God met them in their yes and ask God, okay, what is my next faith step? Because when you ask him, he will reveal it to you. And often we know we just are afraid to listen, you know? Yeah. Um, so I believe if you will start with acknowledging your fear, running to God with that fear and then releasing it and taking one risk at a time, it's going to be the year of a lifetime where you see his glory in your story. Oh, that's so good. That's so good. Listen, if you didn't catch anything, you just got that last, that's what you need. That's our frame. Reframe everything for 2023. It's going to be an amazing year because God is with us. Mm -hmm. We don't know what this year is going to look like, but we know that God is with us. So we can be strong. And you're going to be surprised when you do what she just said and you Google some Bible stories. A lot more people dealt with fear than what you may think over and over. Scripture says, do not be afraid. Do not be afraid. So the enemy likes us to think you're the only person who's afraid. Live in shame of that. Don't tell anybody that. Don't bring that into the light. Listen, let's just level the playing field. We all have fear. Mm -hmm. We all deal with it. I just released a book with my dad about doubt. We all have them. So we have to stop brushing these things on the carpet, but we, we give them to the Lord and we say, God, I'm giving you my fear. I'm giving you my doubt. I'm giving you my anxiety. And I thank you that you're with me uh-huh. in these decisions. So such great counsel speaking of the word and, and digging in and Googling. I always like to end with one last question before you pray over us, Jen, who is that person in the Bible for you that helps you to inspires you to make life matter no matter what? Well, I have to do Old Testament Joshua because that's what my, I just have lived in the book of Joshua as they took their fear stops to faith steps and got to go into the promised land. And then Mm. once I got in, they still had to learn what it was like to possess the land. And that is a continued surrender. Um, So Joshua, as he led those people, and then from the New Testament, Mary, because talk about a yes. She said, behold, I am your servant. Let it be according to your word. And as someone who worries what people would think of me, I would be like, I'm not so sure I want to say yes to this because people are not going to believe me when I tell them that this was the Holy Spirit, you know, Uh, but Mary said, I'm your servant. Let it be according to your word. So Mm. that's how I want to live. I am your servant. Let it be according to your word. Mm, What a great response. That's our, that's the posture that the Lord can use. And we trust him regardless of the situation. What Jen is inviting us into is a deeper relationship with him. Trust Mm. the character of God. And when you can trust him, you will not hesitate to put your yes on the table because he's always going to be with you. Jen, we are so grateful that you keep putting your yes on the table because we are the beneficiaries of that. And, and we're so grateful to you and the way God's using your life. And before we hop off and you're going to pray for us, how can people, where would you like them to go? Number one, to connect with you and then to get a copy of my yes is on the table. Cause what a great book to start 2023 with. Oh, thank you so much. I would be honored. So my website is comingaliveministries.com. So you can find me there. And that talks about the book is available wherever books are sold. Um, and then on Instagram, I'm coming alive, Jen. So also on Facebook. So just come it. alive with me. I would love it. <laughs> I love it. And there's great things on the horizon that we can't even say yet, but there's amazing things coming for Jen and you're going to want to be a part of all the things she's doing. So go follow her. I put everything in the show notes for you. Jen, thank you so much. Thank you for lending your voice here to help us just launch this new year with a heart full of expectancy and a heart posture like Mm -hmm. Mary that says, would it be unto me as you've said, God, to you be the glory. 
We're here to just be carriers of the glory of God. And uh, he's got you. He's got mm-hmm. you guys. Trust him in 2023. Mm-hmm. Jen, would you pray for us, especially for anyone who may feel like they're just a bit stuck in fear that this could be a year they really move into the fullness of what God has for them? I would love to. Lord, I thank you for each listener. I believe you brought them here for such a time as this. And so, Lord, as we enter into a new year, we come with expectancy to see what you want to do with that short, small word that changes everything. Yes. So, God, we say yes to you. And I pray for each listener and how they would fill in the blank. I want to say yes, but I'm afraid of blank. God, I pray you meet each one of them at their fear stop. And then you just... Show them your goodness, your grace, your glory. Grab them by the hand. You say in your word that you've gone before us and behind us, all around us, that you do not change. And so, God, I pray that you just walk with them into their next yes step and that you empower them, encourage them. If anyone's listening and they feel like they don't matter, that they will hear right now, they are chosen by you, that they are your royal priesthood, that they matter to you and you want to use them. And so, God, I pray for what you're going to do through and in our friends right now that you are writing your glory in their stories as they say yes. So, God, do more than we could ask or imagine in 2023, and we place our yes before you in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks for joining the conversation. If you've been inspired to make life matter, share a review and subscribe at cpnshows.com or anywhere you listen to podcasts so you don't miss an episode. Connect with me at angeladenadio.com, Facebook at angeladenadiovov, and Instagram at angeladenadio. Until next week, let's make life matter.